My name is Michelangelo Clairbo, and this is episode three of the Open Social Society podcast. Today's a pretty special day because we have a guest on the show, actually. His name is Zaid, and to me, he's been a great friend, an even better teammate. And right now, he's an engineer in training. And he just wanted to come onto the show today and, and kind of just share some words and, and share a perspective from someone that has been affected by mental illness, but hasn't necessarily suffered it himself. No, 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 definitely not. That was, but this that was, that was, that was right away. <laughs> and we're on. <laughs> Tricked you. We're starting. Today is episode three, and we're actually going to bring a guest along today. And um, Hello, everyone. My name is Zaid. Um, huge honor to be on the show, Michelangelo. But before we get going, i just like to let everyone know that, yes, Michelangelo is as good looking as his voice presents him to be. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> and that was my one-liner. Yeah. All right. In all seriousness... Um, what I think what you're doing with this podcast is amazing. How you're using your story and like your vulnerability to share it to the crowd, right? I think I think it's a good tactic on getting people to to feel like they're not alone, right? Um, so I'm extremely proud of what you're doing and really happy that you're you guested me on the show. See see how it goes, right? Um, if this works out. For but, sure. Yeah. No, thank you. I, I mm-hmm. really appreciate that because for a long time, I really struggled with the idea. I had the idea already of, of this podcast or something along the lines of it. But right. for a long time, I wasn't sure if it's something that people needed, people wanted. Well, from, from my or... perspective, I knew I've always had things to say. And then when you're saying I'm trying to create a platform for everyone, I'm like, hey, maybe this is it, right? Come and speak out. But just to let everyone know, I don't actually like suffer from any anxiety or depression um my main goal on coming on the show was giving a perspective from someone that doesn't have anxiety and depression and how to deal when someone opens up to you and just purely based on experiences like i am not trained professional i'm don't study it but hopefully um some of my words can can help others right and like yours yeah yeah, let me let me preface that by also mm-hmm. saying um, Zayden in, in general is I consider to be a very healthy overall human being. He's he's out of a lot of my friends. He's probably the most well balanced person that I that I that I know out of in my age group for sure. And he's he's gone through his own struggles, although he may say that he's he hasn't. I haven't. <laughs> exactly. Um, he he has gone through things that to be admirable of, that are very admirable rather. Like what he said, he may not have experienced mental illness himself. However, he has been a crucial part of many people's Mm -hmm. social support network and he he has genuinely helped a lot of people with just the the uplifting words that he has to share and uh yeah Yeah. i just wanted to bring that up so that's actually like part of my journey with like i guess personal growth and dealing with mental health is in like growing up i was always able to almost always help out others purely based on words i was able to give advice whatever came out of my mouth was able to help others and my first experience when one of my closest friends opened up to me about mental health, I was almost like naive about the fact that it could affect someone. Because this type of friend was, you know, outgoing, say popular, smart, good looking guy, um, good friend group, you know, like good family, nothing, nothing really on the surface that would show that they have mental health, right? So when they opened up to me, I was, I was in shock. I'm like, I, I didn't get it because I was saying, hey, but you have everything, you know, you're, you have, you have the grades, you, you're playing sports and you have a good family. I just couldn't get it. And their response was, I know, I, but I can't explain it. I just don't know how to put in words to you. And I, I like at that moment, I just wanted to like shake them, you know, I'm like, snap out of it. Shake them awake. Yeah. yeah. yeah I'm like, 
you, you shouldn't be right and like I, that was my first experience with it and i guess like the more aware the more educated i become on the topic i understand that it has an effect on tons of people and it's not just those you know quiet introvert people that stay in the corner don't go out much it's it's not always them right which is what you know i i grow i thought those would be the type of people i depressed right and exactly. i think i think that's not somewhat of a learning curve it's that it's not just it can be anyone right and like it could be with michelangelo right i think that that's a again one of those kind of stereotypical views of, of mental illness is really that it's always going to be the the unpopular kid the kid who's yeah. seen as the outsider to society but a lot of times it's those people that cling so hard on being the insider that it's really that it affects them almost even more because they they cling so hard to stay in that same position of whether it be what class or status or or power Mm -hmm. they cling so hard onto it like i said before it it became my downfall at least right it was like trying to find your identity with no path i think correct yeah Yeah. i was looking at someone else's path in order to find mine what's what's, (laughs) like you were saying society like what's correct to society yeah engineering sports exactly stuff yeah and Um. it's let me just uh, mm-hmm. interject here. It's it's interesting um, to be talking to Zaid here today because it's it's funny. We both went into engineering in first year, and we were both like we were kids that that w- were on almost every single high school sports team. We yeah. were doing whatever. We we're doing the same activities, yeah. same friend group, and it's just very interesting how similar people coming out of high school all of a sudden can just completely diverge, and then the paths can took a different path. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Um, that's a pretty good segue into what I wanted to share. I wanted to let everyone know who michelangelo is to me and i think best way to start is how we first met right um i think it was in basketball <laughs> basketball tryouts right yeah and i, I saw i saw his, he's like six foot three is that right six foot three well it's a little bit of a boost i'm six two actually he's six the three. doctor said i was six one and three quarters but i, I i'm gonna go with six two all right he's he's six three <laughs> and i i see him i'm like wow are we like who's this new guy and at first he came off as surprisingly kind of shy and i think it's because you know new country but you can really tell he was a genuine person like off the bat just genuinity um and that was that was first impression i think it was like the next monday i go to school and i see this six foot three guy walk in our hallway and i'm like wow first thought was all right we got a good basketball team this year But yeah, like, so Michelangelo throughout high school, he's, he was well liked. He never really like did anything wrong. He mentioned he was prom king and he was great at sports and he was just an overall great guy and has a very contagious laugh. I, if you guys have heard it throughout this, like, <laughs> it's just look now. at, look at that. Right. And it's, it just makes everyone in the room feel better. Like that was his vibe. It's, you would never get the sense that he was going through something, right? That's who Michelangelo was to me. And like, he's the type, he's a type of guy that if he sets his mind to something, he will do it like 100% um and yeah so when he when he when i figured out that he had anxiety and depression i was you know thankfully at the time i was i had some sort of experience with it so it wasn't as taken back oh i guess like that's selfishly speaking on my end but like but like yeah (laughs) like it's it's out there out Mm -hmm. there right and i'm just it's just those people that you would never expect and michelangelo is probably one of the last people you would expect um so that's why i think what he's doing here with his with his podcast and you know talking about his story and hoping to to grab some attention from others and saying you're not alone and just because you're i don't know quote unquote popular or anything doesn't mean that you shouldn't be feeling a certain way or you're not Mm -hmm. i don't like using this phrase but man enough 
if you're mm-hmm. feeling sad or down, right? Like we all have problems and we should all be able to express them, right? Definitely. And and people that don't express them will retain it inside and for how long, who knows? And they'll never speak up, right? So I think stuff like this podcast, just people understanding that they're not alone is a, is a great first step. Thank you. I can keep talking. I mean, hey, no, if you want to keep going, I'll, I'll have you keep going for sure. Um, yeah, what I wanted to bring up with that is like, yeah, especially that feeling of, of not being man enough. And, and you just said it like you, you pictured me as being the most genuine person Absolutely. that was out there. Still lies. However, now now I, I could actually somewhat take that title. Whereas previously, I feel like by really not uh, by not telling you and others the truth in our friend group, mm-hmm. I feel like in a sense, like that's the worst thing I could have done is is I could have still maintained that genuine personality. Right. But just by showing that I still have some weaknesses, by showing that I'm still I'm still human, human just absolutely. like you guys. But it, instead, I wanted to almost at times I wanted to literally be perceived like I was just this robot that just could keep going where nobody else could and uh that i felt like that was unfair to you guys and um that's something that i still regret to this day so many times where i could have reached out i, I didn't do it yeah i think i think that's yeah. that's a huge step in itself is the transition of i've accepted it probably one, that's actually probably the biggest step it's just accepting <laughs> that it. was a tough one like <laughs> just took a while. like self-reflection like yes something is wrong with me and i have to make the steps to, to, to be better right and then i think another huge step was being comfortable enough to speak about it in your second episode you talked about sharing mm-hmm. um and to not i don't know if this is the right word but not to be selfish and keep all that burden to yourself because i think that's what a lot of you know this is speaking from experience with my with my friend group mm-hmm. is that they cut the burden to themselves right yeah. and it's like share your burden yes. like you have friends family out there that are more than willing to help right and to be there for support um and i think so, so you coming out and, and letting us know is is almost like relieving in your way it's like okay i don't have to act anymore because I, I yes Correct me if I'm yes. wrong, but I feel like you were somewhat acting. In- I was, yeah. While I while I say like I have no acting abilities, realistically, for most of my life, I was putting on like a class act, just of, yeah. of like this 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 person that wasn't really the Michael that you're listening to today. Um, it, it actually that is that is something that I do want to talk about in the future mm-hmm. is this uh, it's this interesting syndrome it's actually called imposter syndrome hmm. where you feel as though everything that you have actually done even though if you have accomplished it yourself and you really like fought to get to the point where you are you still feel as though you don't belong there and a lot of times I had that because no matter what situation I was in no matter what mm-hmm. kind of um, achievement I reached there was still 75% of that achievement was kind of almost like I don't want to say it was fully lies but everyone that wasn't involved to it didn't really know what I was actually bringing to the table or how much I was struggling to bring what I did to the table Mm. so it was kind of like this underlying tone of just you didn't truly deserve this because it wasn't fully honest or you could have done better in a sense um I, I i just feel like i was not only cheating others but also cheating myself by not bringing my full personality and my full character and my full capabilities to the table and that just kind of went for everything not just school or football or anything like that um, hmm. 
but that's a part of growing up, right? Definitely. Like, I think that that has to happen for you to accept, like, this isn't right. Like, that's that type of foresight is is hard to come by, right? <laughs> yeah. So, like, yeah. I don't be hard. It I want to be hard on yeah. yourself, like, yeah. on that. Like, it's be happy that, you know, you figure it out. And now you're comfortable enough to open up and talk about it and help others with it. Yeah, but before, before I just keep rambling on, I, can you go back to that point? You said you weren't your full personality. Can you explain that a bit more? Yeah, yeah. So, I, uh, I kind of, the way I... S- I kind of dissected myself or my way of thinking rather is I I figured out that when I step into different events, different situations, uh, meet up with certain people, I, I tend to lock myself in a certain box, a part of me in a certain box rather. It's it's almost like, for instance, when I'm with Zaid, I, I have probably a bit more in that box. I bring a bit more personality mm. to the table because I feel very comfortable with Sade. It's it's we've always meshed like that. Mm-hmm. Whereas then like I go to work and I don't know these people. I'm I'm feeling uncomfortable in the situation. Only a little bit of my personality really comes there or or certain skills kind of get attached to that particular situation and it's almost as though when i go somewhere else i no longer have access to those same skills or those that same those same personality aspects and it's just like i'm not bringing myself completely to the table so hmm, okay so what is your full personality then because it sounds like you know what it is and you're straining yourself from it in a sense (laughs) it's like it's like all those those that those little voices in your head that are that are kind of telling you like oh you're you're unworthy you probably shouldn't say this Mm -hmm. you're you're still like you're new to this job like don't 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 say this it's not worth your like a risk or something and you kind of you you restrain and obviously uh, there are like normal points where you have to restrain yourself you're not going to do the same thing you do at home as you are at work but what i'm really coming at is is really from a, a personality perspective you're not it's like you're forcing yourself to be more of a monotonous individual just to kind of get by and not to attract any attention to yourself mm. whether that be positive or negative right it's more so the the urge to just subsist right and kind of just not gather any attention just because your personality is really what's uh, garnering that attention whether it be positive or negative um and it's it's that type of deal that like kind of a, really annoys me because right now i'm talking to you so freely and i'm talking to zay so freely Mm-hmm. but literally I, I can tell you i'll go into work the next day and right. i'm uh, at security i'm working amongst uh, just like a bunch of like let's just say beefed up dudes that want to become police officers yeah. and it's a completely different vibe mm-hmm. i'm i'm a completely different michelangelo at work than i am here and it's uh it's interesting because i don't know being a former football player being someone yeah. that wanted to go into engineering a very male dominant fields both and now even in security very male dominant field it's it's very interesting that uh like i can't i seem to i seem to want to break the barrier of of allowing other males females it doesn't really it right. doesn't matter who that get over that speak. like macho hump that yeah, guys yeah have in them, exactly like football players and can't i speak about their feelings i, I feel yeah. like i feel like it's just it that problem is more so relevant in in terms of just just males in society right now it's just like there's yeah. there's that general border that we don't want to cross right right and i don't know if that's something that you've kind of experienced i know we kind of have similar friend groups in that sense even though we're the types that would rather actually when we mm. finally get to that kind of conversation we jump on it because it's like oh we finally have our chance let's actually talk about something real I 
realize sometimes guy talk is necessary, right? Oh, like yeah. it, oh, that, it, that definitely happens, it, it can't. Right? It can't. I'm not yeah. saying let's get rid of all guy talk. Like, no, no, no but definitely not. To to have you know people be comfortable enough to speak about their feelings is like the next step. Yeah, right? like when there's actually something going on, I feel like we shouldn't feel the need to like like to really hide away from that just because oh we need to kind of uphold that classic male role in society and the even next step is that we don't actually say there's a difference between how males and females experience things it's just humans right because like yeah. if we keep putting a division on it then people will feel like there's there's separation right and yeah, it's just exactly. like we're all in this together right mm-hmm. and like we like people out there experience different things and not dependent on that's dependent on the situation not so much if they're male or female that's just me thinking out loud like what's what's your take on it uh well generally i mean i i feel like there there is a difference in terms of how males or, or females really go about the the topic of just well-being mm-hmm. and and especially mental well-being right i feel like guys oftentimes like yeah we might talk about physical injuries like oh you see the scar do you see yeah, like yeah. you see this gnarly bruise that i got in football ball oh, but it's like yeah exactly <laughs> right? it's like yeah there's that male ego. we talk about that those physical aspects but then when it really comes to what's behind that mm. we struggle from my end like i've i've been able to be comfortable with myself right yeah. and i think that's why i'm more confident and maybe maybe it came from growing up with an older sister i had mm-hmm. that vulnerability um to me um but it, like you were saying earlier that you kind of conform to others you're yes. a different person to yeah. different crowds, right? Mm-hmm. And I think once you uh, don't go into that path where, where you become the same person, regardless of the people you're around, is where you like tap into your full personality. Correct. Right? Um, I think I'm starting to get there, um, but it's it's a work in progress. Like Definitely. just that comes through reflection and asking yourself, why did I react this way? And, and looking at it from, from different point of views. Right. Um, but yeah, like it's, it's, we're still young. Right. And it's, Definitely. but to be talking about it and reflecting on it at this age, I think it's, it's necessary. I think that introspection is, is definitely necessary. And like, yeah, on, on that point of it being a work in progress, I, I fully, fully agree with that because I think for now, um, especially being younger still, I think it's just more so important that we are aware that we're doing this, that we're conforming to whatever crowd we're in. Mm. Um, and, and and then when we step away, we realize, okay, this is how I portrayed myself in this situation. Right. Next time I can bring a little bit more of myself to that situation. And I feel like that's, as long as we're able to catch ourselves on mm-hmm. it consistently, mm-hmm. I feel like that's that's all we can really hope for. But it's it's tough to ask. That's a tough ask for us. And I think maybe the best way to do that is self-reflection. Just to constantly think about what you did and why, why you felt the way you did. Like, right? And self-reflection could be done, what, through meditation? Simply, I don't know eating, exercising, mm-hmm. anything, right? Just to take time to yourselves and not watch Netflix or watch, be on your phone, right? This is all like external things, but it's just to spend the five, 10 minutes to yourself, I think is very important to know what your identity is really. Especially in our world, really with, with the constant information that we're being bombarded with, it leaves you with realistically no mind space anymore to, to really think. Yeah, it's it's it almost leaves you with like no original thought, right? It just, hey, be this person or else you suck. Yeah, <laughs> that's so true. 
like there's no winning right (laughs) so like that's that's where self-reflection is key it's just like in different situations why why did i react that way is that who i am maybe it isn't maybe it is right but you can you can go through that process in your head that's just that's a tip i do at least right is i think when i drive back from from work i just turn off the music and just let my thoughts take me away it's like what bothered Mm -hmm. me at work was it because how i delivered something was it something a co-worker said to me it's just like whatever situation is you think it out and then you can somewhat get to a point right and then you can act on it and and fix it type thing for sure maybe not everyone can do that but that's just something that that's helped me out it's just to to even ask the question to yourself i think is a very important first step it's being willing willing to ask that right like right i don't know if you you would associate it with being fearful of asking the question but Mm. it's almost like again just now we were actually talking about our fear of standing on an edge and and fear of heights and it's interesting it's almost as though that that step to to kind of acknowledge it that that you you might have been in the wrong or 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 you could have handled a certain situation better Mm -hmm. in a certain way maybe just even considering that that scenario that there was something wrong there that could have been improved on is almost like that proverbial edge that we're standing on that was nice but like yeah like I think I think it is because we're we're scared. We're scared right. of it is figuring out sense. what the answer is, right? Mm-hmm. But it's it's the first step is to ask and to admit like that wasn't who I am, right? Or like this isn't who I am. Um and that's that's related to your situation, right? Okay, I something is wrong with me. I need to do something about it. And like that's the first step. Did you have that first step in mind, like, oh, something's wrong and like was it this huge impactful thought that overtook you? Like can you really like, run through us what happened in that situation? I feel- if you're comfortable with it yeah um actually this kind of brings up a a topic that i've been meaning to speak on is a lot of people think I mean, this is kind of what we learn from the movies. It's like a lot of people think that because you go through a very impactful experience or an impactful mm-hmm. event, whether that be a positive one or a negative one, such as your father passing away or something like that, or mm-hmm. or your your parents being ill, it's almost like assumed that an individual will either way be able to muster up the courage or will be able to muster up the 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 willpower to actually get through that situation. It's it's just assumed that someone will be a caretaker for the rest of their life or someone like that or, or they'll be able to do it willingly with no problems blah 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 um but um they'll they, they kind of just assume that because something happens all of a sudden that motivation will just sprout up it will just be there readily available for you whenever you want who's, and you can just who's so they, they is me they, they. they is me realistically okay, okay. and it's it, it's it, i'm sorry i say that a lot but it's uh it's this is my experience and this is how i was thinking about it it's more so i always thought of when my father passes away something something's just gonna happen something will will I'll get the courage to to get help or I'll get the courage to to do this, do that or or my studies will boom, all of a sudden I'll have yeah. the motivation to just study again. Like, like my school will be I can go up from here. Yeah, thing. exactly, exactly. And like no matter what the situation is, I'm using the example of my father cuz that's legitimately I thought that would always be like my turning point mm. in a sense. And it's terrible because in a sense like aren't you just waiting for him to pass away then? Yeah. And that's it's a weird thought to be in, but but it gives just, you a sense of moving on. I, like, Yeah, like I felt like that was necessary to really move on. And in a sense, it was. Even 
after it happened, I was still in a state where that motivation was still not to be found. Mm. It was it was still lacking. While maybe I was I was studying up more on it and I was I was trying to to be more involved, it still wasn't inherently there until I, I really started working on it and I got more knowledgeable on the subject and then What did you do? It, what did honest, you do? So what I started doing was um I kind of spoke on this in the last episode. I, I started journaling. Okay. I started reading just these these random old psychology books. Yeah. Um, there's this one this one book especially that I actually I base kind of the name of my podcast on is uh, this German psychoanalyst from the 1950s or 1940s. His name was Eric Fromm. And the book that I kind of based my name of the podcast on is called The Sane Society. Mm. And in it, mm. he talks he talks a lot about our society becoming uh, or kind of leaning towards that the alienation that I, I currently speak on a lot. And that was because at the time he was going through the, the rapid industrialization of just the manufacturing process and whatnot. So in his time, he kind of already predicted the issues that we are currently facing. Mm. And it's very interesting. And that's kind of what sparked what sparked this this uh, process. I mean, I, feel like I, I think that's a book and definitely good to read. I, I need a book to read. I think that's a that's a good one to get going with. Go. But Maybe I'll make some other book recommendations put it, as well. Put it in your Instagram post. The yeah. Book. Um, but I cut you off. You're, you're talking about after your dad's death, you still had no motivation um, and you, mm-hmm. I, I cut you off. What, what oh. were you getting at? Um, so yeah, a lot of, again, what, what I was thinking was when that particular event, which would be the, the great one greatest event in my life right mm-hmm. now that has like really impacted me, I figured that motivation would just come automatically for me to fix myself, for me to just, I feel, I felt like, again, I was kind of looking at it from the same perspective of, hey, I got this prescription mm. now that I, I got this medicine, it should just automatically work and I should get rid of my, and the same thing, it was, it was still, I was, was kind of hoping that since I knew my dad was such a, a kind of a, a factor in my mental illness, right. I felt like, okay, now he's, now he's gone, so the suffering isn't there anymore. So what's the reason? So what's the reason? But at the same time, like I'm also just left with a hole in the place where my father should have been. So at the, so that's, so like it's, it's never really, you can't rely on one single event or, or one single thing right. or, or to, to really just change your life. Is That's what I'm really yeah. saying. You can't rely on anything externally to change your life because it's, it's, it's not like the fairy tales. It's not, you, you, nobody's going to come waving their magic wand and right. just, just help you through that. It's, you really, Really have to be able to to look up resources for yourself and become knowledgeable on how you can help. It, it. starts with you. Yeah, is what you're saying. Yeah, is once once you can accept. Yes. like I have to move forward. Then the external friendships yeah. will help you through your journey. But it really starts with you. Once you can stop saying like, oh, I'll do this tomorrow, or I'll do this next week, mm. or I'll I'll do this after this happens. That's when you can realize, okay, I'm, I'm I am actually being I am the, doing it. I, yeah, yeah, I I am shaping my own life and I am molding my own situation here. Right, and once you actually do that you accept responsibility for all the things you've kind of done in the past because mm. a lot of times you'll attribute that to other people or, or your uh, yeah it, it, it i think yeah. it's interesting how you're saying like after your dad passing it was like you're looking at that situation as maybe an excuse for what you're feeling mm-hmm. right and when it wasn't that thing <laughs> yeah. it made it even worse because it's yes. just like what is it yeah right so it may be wrong but maybe people are always like trying to pinpoint certain situations to why they're feeling a certain way but it could yes. just be like Poor mental health, right? And it's just like understanding like maybe it's not external situations. It's just 
something in me. Yes. Right. And and that distinction is is where like people need to be educated on. Right. Definitely. Um, I, I I'm not really one to say this, but I feel like with at least the friends I've, I've I have that have dealt with the situation, that's that's the common common ground. Okay, so I mentioned way, way earlier um, that Zaid was a very well-balanced human being and he was he's definitely been a part of, actually a crucial part of many people's uh, social support networks. And I kind of just wanted to take this time um, to really ask him how he's kind of been able to at least somewhat maintain that. Obviously, we're not going to go into the same, the, the full story of of how Zaid or who Zaid is today. But um, <laughs> uh, I just wanted to give him some time to actually kind of explain himself here. Yeah, no, that's... It's a good, good question that probably needs some time to think about, right? But I, I guess the first thing that comes to my mind is that I do self-reflect a lot. I often ask myself why I react the way I do in certain situations or why I felt a certain way in certain situations. And I guess it's because I'm, I'm my biggest critic. And I think we all are, really. But I, I do actively think of, of those situations. And um, I think I think mainly it stems down to, to what I truly believe in is patience. I feel like patience is the biggest virtue that we should follow. It's not everything we want will happen right like Mm -hmm. at the time we want it to happen and just to understand that you know there's no there's no straight path like the things are going to change and to know that maybe that change is for the better who knows right Right. up until we react to it and then go on with our days not to fall back and be like oh what would have happened if this 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 happened but just to be like okay this happened now what right right to just deal with it actually it's really hard to do easy to say type thing in this depending on the severity of the moment Mm -hmm. um but patience is is a is a big one we can't predict what the future will be like right no one can but every day we're trying to we're always we're always reaching for a goal and trying to attain that goal straight up you know some people can't even find that goal i think that's where um i think that's where we can start people that are having a tough time finding that long-term goal it's it's that's where self-reflection can come in of course but like you start yourself with smaller attainable goals right if you have some vague goal like i want to be happy right it's how you know like you start maybe you can start with smaller goals and let's go to the gym three times a week that's attainable that's attainable for almost anyone unless they physically can't right their sickness or whatever so if 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 you can say i went to the gym today check mark like boom i i read 30 minutes today check mark so if i if we have these these smaller goals to to try to reach a larger goal it makes it it makes that long distance goal attainable yes because it's not this far-fetched idea right see i was lucky maybe this answers to why i was well balanced is that i was lucky because i knew my goal when i was young like four five wow i was that that young okay so uh, it's an interesting story um so just let everyone know i'm i'm in structural engineering right now i'm an engineer in training and i've always wanted to be i there's the story goes i was in my car in my parents car looking out the window and i was looking at buildings and i was looking at bridges and i looked at the building it was a windy day and i'm like why isn't that building falling you know or or looking at the bridge why isn't that bridge collapsing there's all these cars on it so i had that thought growing up you know i'm just a kid being curious exactly and then grade two you know our teacher was like hey guys what do you want to be when you're older and i'm like i don't know I don't want to be a teacher or a doctor or a lawyer, firefighter, all those. I was going to put basketball, NBA player. I wrote it down, but I erased I, it. I'm like, I, I know it's gonna, not realistic. Great, too. I was going to say, I, we, we all know he didn't even write basketball player. He straight up just wrote Kobe Bryant. Kobe so. Bryant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, go Lakers. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so then I, I didn't want to just put NBA player because that great, too. I knew, you know, it wasn't realistic. Um, but I, so I asked my teacher, I'm like, what else is there? 
right? And she's like, well, there's this, this, there's engineering. And I'm like, okay, what's engineering? I'm grade two. And what's engineering? And she's like, well, there's different streams like mechanical, chemical, civil. I'm like, what's civil? right <laughs> she's like well you deal with like bridges and, and buildings and i was like boom i'm like this is it. i'm gonna be a civil engineer <laughs> so so mind you grade two my whole like time growing up was that was my goal so anything that came my way was poof this is easy i just have to go through this because i'm gonna be a civil engineer that's my goal if there's a if there's a course i don't like to do it's like it's whatever i'm just gonna do it because i know my ultimate goal but i think a lot of people struggle our age or going through school it's like they don't know what they want to do so if there's a bs course that's not relevant it's i'm not going to put my effort into it very difficult right so that's where i'm i'm very fortunate about and i think that's where my balance stems from is just like i dealt with things head on at an early stage because i'm like i have to get through this otherwise i'm not going to be a civil engineer because that's all i want it to be um now that i am one well and still in training that's a whole other battle it's like now what (laughs) anyways but that's um, an interesting one for sure. Yeah, yeah, I can talk about that more. That's that's I need some more personal growth. I'm still figuring that out. Um, but I just do the best I can right now. But there's yeah, there's a story I wanted to share. One of those head-on things that I had to deal with. year you know coming into university um i had had a 90 percent going into university and with that you got to pick what program you wanted to go into second year the only thing yeah yeah, the only thing was that you need to maintain a 60 right and i went into my first year thinking oh that's easy i can do this and and my goal was to get just pass get a 60 where else my goal throughout high school was get Get the best card you can so that you can get into university so this whole shifted my like Mm. mentality and outlook on on school took an it made an impact i struggled through first year i was i don't know why i wasn't taking the approach where i wanted to learn i took the approach where i wanted to get good marks right and that's a huge difference yeah um and what it took for for me to realize that was i failed a course for the first time ever i'm assuming yeah yeah yeah, for the first time ever and like that was just a big like punch in the face i needed it and frankly like failing your first year course is probably the best course you can fail like you're not (laughs) it's probably the best one out of uh you, you, you can still recover out of the right? years yeah for sure but that's what i needed and i'm very happy that i was able to fail and i guess that's a situation where i i saw the positive and the negative is like yeah i didn't i didn't quit in that point. where where, yeah. I, where i could have just been like this isn't working out for me mm-hmm. where it's just like okay i have to change like change what i'm doing obviously it's not working because i failed the course <laughs> yeah, yeah like yeah. it's it, it's right there exactly right but I was able to do that because, hey, I still want to be a civil engineer. So I did it. Like, I'm just like, I'm going to take this course. I'm going to change my way of thinking. But we come back to you. I know we're talking about me right now. We come back to you. It's like, I failed engineering. This isn't what I want to do. Yeah, yeah it's not so what I want now to do what? Yeah, exactly. So that's where I'm very fortunate that I have this goal. And it was just reaching it. And no mm-hmm. matter what, right? So I think that's where my, personally, where my balance comes from, where my drive came from. Aside from everything my parents did for me and all I had to do was succeed type thing was that was bare I mean, about that succeeding in its own it's, it's a, a very a, difficult 
that's a goal to reach. Okay, yeah. My my definition of succeed was being an engineer, like oh, yes, get, getting yes. to that. That was point. the goal. Yeah, and you that was yes. Yeah. yeah, but see, like it's just what I wanted to do. It's and, yeah. and that's actually kind of one of the reasons why I wanted to bring Zeta on is because I feel like, uh, like he said, uh, one of the main issues right now is that many young people growing up, whether they're our age or younger, like we tend to see as though life we we have to go through life without having a mission or without or we feel it's wrong to actually mm. put like nail down a certain singular goal for us we see we want to have it all so we therefore we don't really pursue anything and and i feel like that's almost one of the main things that is, has really made zade so successful because he's always been so one track minded and it's it's funny because he says patience is his one virtue but he knows the limitations to that as well for instance when someone is is maliciously getting in his way he is not afraid to stand up for himself and actually approach that subject or person or event or whatever it is in order to actually continue with his goal because he realizes there's there's a greater purpose in right. mind yeah absolutely psychoanalyze me a bit there I, I do my best. No, that was cool. Um, but okay, on that topic about young people, I do think there's a lack in education on on the youth and what they want to be. What's their passion? Yes. You no, know, I have a friend that's really passionate about helping people find their passion because that that is huge. It's like if we can find our passion at a young age, and maybe we're well driven and to 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 reach a point, even like even if you're uh, driven to that point, and you you say I don't want to do this anymore, you you learn a lot of things on the way in terms of study habits uh you become a well-rounded individual really yeah. and it, it that's something that i kind of want to say with all these what you can say failed experiences in my life those are all those all those situations have now become tools on my mental tool belt like it's just right. they'll help you out later in life There's, nothing is yeah. tr- if, if you're really going to go at something with your full intensity mm-hmm. none of that was wasted right there's no failed experience there's only yeah. learning experience and that's like, getting that distinction is is key right and it that's such like cliche like uh, advice but like it's 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 so it's so true and it's hard to fully grasp grasp the the importance of that advice when you when you haven't fully dealt with it yet right but that's uh, something i've learned actually is you can give advice but it won't stick with the person unless they deal with it that situation so it's like if i can say oh first one that came to my head was you can't love someone until you love yourself Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. what does that mean to someone (laughs) that's not put in that situation right but up until they they are it's just like well you know that's relevant i have yeah. to love myself before opening up to someone definitely um, definitely well didn't think i was gonna say that <laughs> <laughs> all this knowledge is in zade just <laughs> just ready to discover <laughs> who knows you keep me talking i don't know what i'll say <laughs> now we're just we're just talking between us right um <laughs> hoping that what we're saying can help some people right like that's ultimately why we're having this conversation Definitely. It is in the hope that even if one person benefits from this whatever however long we just sat here was well worth it exactly <laughs> right exactly well that, that being said like i i do believe that everyone should have their own way of thinking to kind of like pick and choose what people like others are saying right to apply what is best for you right and that's once you once you have your own way of thinking then it's more relevant right it's just like oh i'm gonna mm-hmm. think how this person thinks in the hope that i'm successful or maybe, right. maybe i'll do what zay did and then maybe i'll be no it's it's pick and choose right it's like what what best applies to me mm-hmm. Type no, thing. Mm-hmm. and to take everything with a grain of salt and that's not just between our conversation now that's with anything you hear in social media tv right because there's 
so much being tossed at us. What do we believe, right? So it's just if you instill your own hopefully positive way of thinking, that's that's when you'll hopefully see some progress. For sure. The goal of open open social society yeah. here is is really to to teach people that those umbrella terms that we use, there's so much more that goes into that. And mm-hmm. and again, each each situation is different. That's that's really what we're just trying to, to convey. Right. We're not really trying to recommend necessarily anything, but right. we do want to make you aware of options that can be considered in order to actually better yourself. Right. Whether you're in a state of mental illness or you're 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 mentally well, but you just want to actually go on a, a, a state beyond that. You don't want to stay stagnant. Absolutely. You can always work on your mental health. That being said, I, one of the reasons why I came, came was because I wanted to talk about the perspective of someone who doesn't have mental health and has suffered from depression and how to be a good friend in a situation where someone does come to you, right? And right. oftentimes it's not you're not trying to give them life-changing advice, mm-hmm. right? It's it's more to be there as a listener, to to give them support, to help them unload whatever burden has been on them, right? So that's 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 advice I can give from my own experience, and it's it's probably all you can do as a friend, and not to put more pressure on yourself because that's the last thing they want is that I put this burden on my friend. I, I don't know how they handle it; they're not handling it well, and then you know, then yeah, it's worse it's for them. Tricky. It's just yeah, right. So it's just like if they're comfortable. In enough to open to you that's a huge first step for them right away so it's just like thank you for for trusting me with this i hear you i'm yeah. always here to listen to you and there's no necessarily right thing to say it's not like they're expecting right. a certain thing from you they just wanted you to be there and know that it's okay that i'm able to share with you right like i'm able to share with zaid like, and and that's what he's he's done very well in his, his own friend group beyond just our relationship right. as well like it's okay to not be okay type thing And that's episode three. I just wanted to thank Zaid again for coming on the show and serving as an example for others to come on and share their experiences with mental health, whether they're suffering from it or they've just been affected by it by others in their circle. If you were affected at all by this episode and are in need of help, I just wanted to add that Connects Ontario provides access to mental health addiction and problem gambling services, and you can reach them at 1-866-531-2600 or go to their website at www.connectsontario.ca.